Welcome to Movers and Shapers. We are joined today by Christopher Rosansky, the Executive Director of Naples Airport Authority, and Marlisa Gardner, the founder of E-Millions Art, located on 5th Avenue South. Chris Rosansky joined the Naples Airport Authority in March 2016, where he oversees a dynamic community asset that contributes more than $440 million annually to the economy. Over the past 20 years, he has served at airports in Florida, Texas, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Hey, Chris, it's great to have you here. Welcome to Movers and Shapers, the official podcast of Fifth Avenue South. Sure, Bruce. Thank you. It's great to be here today. I've been here in Naples a little more than five years, been working in the aviation industry more than 20. It's certainly a privilege and a a joy to, to be here in Naples uh, not just at the airport, but personally, my family, we enjoy Fifth Avenue. We come down um, occasionally, and we always bring folks who are visiting from out of town to Fifth Avenue because this is where it's happening. Sure, sure. And we'll, we were just talking off off uh, mic, the fact that the airport and Fifth Avenue are, are in such great close proximity that uh, to have you so, so close by to really the heart of Naples, you know, it's, it's a great thing. We hear frequently that that one of the draws to Naples, besides it being so beautiful, is the proximity of the airport to all the amenities they want to enjoy and the ability to live close by, too. Sure. And have, having personally used the airport, your guys' amenity and the whole kind of uh, uh, complex there is quite uh, special. And you're mentioning that you guys were going through some renovations and updates through the summer. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, well, we, we view ourselves uh, for many as the first and the last impression of the community. So we want to reflect the Naples community and the, the downtown area where people are coming to after they leave the airport. So we're investing about $8 million of airport funds to update and modernize our facilities, our terminal building, uh, provide for a few additional amenities, a more modern look and feel that I think will um, instantly be recognized when you see it. And uh, you might even recognize the Naples Pier when you, when you come out and oh, see great. it when it's done before thanks to this uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, excellent. So it's, it's going to be in time for season. Absolutely. We're working fast and furiously. Contractor is on site doing, making great progress. And the objective is to be back in the facility operating um, full capacity back before the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Now, you're at FBO, is that correct? Can you tell us a little bit about what that means? Because I know that you guys are one of the top-ranked ones. I'd love, I think people would like to learn a little bit about that. Uh, sure. Well, fixed base operator, or FBO, is actually a term from the barnstormer days back in the 1920s, uh, where people ride around on trucks servicing aircraft as they came and, and, and went from your community. So having a fixed location uh, makes a lot of sense, of course. We, it's an afterthought today. Uh, but that's really where private aircraft come and go to. They, they can arrive. We provide concierge-level services from hotel accommodations, uh, rental cars, catering, any host of other services, of course, to include uh, fuel and, and other critical services for aircraft. Uh, so that, that's a significant portion of our business. And we, we know that when um, folks come in, a significant portion of them, um, around 80 percent, 
either own a home here in Naples or have a personal relationship to someone wow. who owns a home in Naples. So, you know, it's a lot of times we're welcoming back residents um, and their, their visitors. And as uh, we've gone through this year of COVID and uh, through it and after it, what has been your take on the traffic uh, at the airport? Are you seeing more business, more personal travel? What's the, the new uh, kind of level of service now? There has been a, a shift in uh, consumer patterns. Um, we all saw the downturn, the slowdown late March into April of 2020. There was a couple, a week or two period there where a lot of our Canadian friends were quick to leave to go back home as everything was shutting down. And after April, we started to see in May a lot more leisure travelers. And this past season, this past winter, was actually, uh, in, in terms of, of that traffic, the, the busiest winter season the airport has ever seen. Really? And so just recently, as we've uh, come back to a, a more typical summer, but still busier than usual, uh, there, there is a bit of a, person, a, a permanent shift in the use of private air travel. And it's not just at Naples, it's across the country. Mm-hmm. That's great news. And I think that also plays into what I hear on Fifth Avenue. We've uh, spoken to many of our merchants through the end of the quarter of season and throughout the summer even so that many have described that this past 2021 has been the greatest season of their existence and that it's been well, one because it Naples and Fifth Avenue has been such a significant draw for people over the country to come down here and uh, as we've seen a major influx of people moving into the area so uh, that that only reinforces what the patterns you're seeing and and that's the airport's mission we are here to connect people to Naples and Southwest Florida from wherever else they may reside or are coming from to reside here um, so we're happy to help contribute to that economic impact for uh, the businesses here on Fifth Avenue and throughout the community. Uh, two years ago, the state of Florida estimated that the airport has a $440 million annual economic impact. No doubt that number has grown being sure. two years old Incredible. now. Uh, well, that's why it's such an important amenity for our community. Are, do you see in terms of like regular normal uh, travelers who may have been flying um, uh, general airlines, are they coming into more of a, the use of the private uh, facilities? Yes, those are the, the customers who um, I've mentioned that were using charter aircraft this past year. And um, the industry-wide, there's significant demand for charter aircraft. There's actually a shortage of aircraft for sale and that are available to use in this, this market. So I, I think that there is a, a paradigm shift in the, the use of private air travel um, that will, I think, benefit uh, Naples and particularly with uh, the, you know, the, the people that we, we serve. Well, uh, we had uh, touched on a few items before we had started in terms of uh, initiatives and campaigns that you guys have that you're working on in the not only for in the short term but in the long term most notably your master plan study can you tell us a little bit about what that is and how that's going yeah absolutely so master plan is a just a long-term facilities planning study for the airport and we've been working on it for three and a half years now it's about to wrap up 
And the, the, the study basically found that there's no need to really make any major changes with runways or anything like that. But we do have a limited uh, footprint of land le- available for new development and some redevelopment. Uh, there's a few sites left for new hangar development. Water quality is a big issue, and we contemplate that as part of our master plan as well. And um, we, we actually have done some innovative things that improve the quality of the water leaving the airport as relative to when it came onto the airport. Environmental stewardship is important to us as we continue to try and meet the needs of the community um, as there's demand for, for more parking and, and hangar facilities. Sure. Well, it sounds just by describing that, I'm, I'd be interested in learning about what your day-to-day is like as the executive director. Was that something that you would have naturally expected that you'd be dealing with those types of issues? Yeah, you have to, especially in a community that is progressive and is dynamically changing, you have to continually be thinking about not just the day-to-day, but the future. And the master plan looks out 20 years, but it's really focused on the next five. So we've already talked about modernizing our our facilities. You have to think about the, the noise impacts. We know, we recognize that there's noise impacts on the community around us. So in in parallel with the master plan, we are conducting a noise study. There's a lot of information available about that uh, from our website, flynaples.com. And we're very grateful for public participation in that, including yours, Bruce. Thank you for being member of the Technical Advisory Committee to the noise study, giving the perspective of, of Fifth Avenue as we we move forward in looking at ways we can mitigate noise impacts. I mean, the, the reality is um, we, we all live here because of how beautiful it is. And we enjoy the outdoors and, you know, the sense of uh, the small town charm. Um, so the, our customers who are flying in, they, they, they seek that as well. And it's a balance between meeting the air transportation needs of the community versus, you know, all those other environmental factors. Sure, sure. You know, Chris, I think I, I hear from a lot of the community and they, when they talk about the airport, your name gets mentioned quite a bit and that you're an excellent leader and just have really made the, uh, the NAA just a fantastic resource for, for the people in Naples. And so we would like to not only thank you for that, but we want to learn a little bit more about really what makes this airport so awesome because it really is. Well, I appreciate that. Um, it, it There's a lot more people making that happen as a team. Uh, we certainly have a great board that gives us guidance and direction. And, uh, we have more than 100 employees, all outstanding people that share the same mission and desire to provide an exceptional experience for people coming and going to Naples. Now, your bio said that you went to Ohio State University. Were you planning on becoming someone who's attached to the airport and running an airport? Was that your background? Yeah, thanks, Bruce. I, well, so I grew up under the approach to an Air Force base. Okay. And uh, my, my dad was a farmer, so did enough of that growing up to realize I wanted to do, want to do something that. else. Right. And I, my eyes are just always skyward. And, and I sort of, while taking flight instruction in college, I just sort of stumbled into an internship, had no clue what airport management was like. Um, we, we really are like commercial property managers with a couple of runways in the middle. Right, okay. And it's all the same issues. The airport's like a little city. Uh, we work very closely with the city uh, police and fire departments, have agreements with them to provide service at the airport. 
Um, you know, we all the same functions you see within a city are happen at the airport too. Well, thank you again, Chris, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to have you to learn about the airport and to learn about the great things that you're doing. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been great to come share about the airport, and uh, we're very much looking forward to the winter season ahead. Absolutely. Thank you again. Joining us today on the podcast is Marlisa Gardner, the founder of E-Millions Art, located on Fifth Avenue South. Marlisa Gardner founded E-Millions Art in 2014. She is most successful as a bridge between artist and collector, buyer and seller, and connecting art establishments with commercial buyers. I'm looking at your website as we speak, emillionsart.com. And one thing I'd love to have you just introduce us to who you are and what E-Millions is. Sure. Um, so about myself real quick, I, I graduated from Boston University in broadcasting and film and was in the film world for quite some time, experienced artwork all over the world. As I grew up, you know, I traveled quite a bit with my family who were art collectors, loved museums and churches and educated us pretty broadly in that respect. But when I got into the film world, the art changed so radically from when I, you know, when I was visiting museums with my parents, <laughs> kind of went from this classic to this edgy type feel. Mm-hmm. And so that gave me a whole new perspective on what art is about and how, how, uh, how much it evolved throughout time. After I got out of the film industry, I took a break and was doing my own photography. And my kids grew up, went off to college, and I decided to move to my second home, Naples and decided to make the permanent move down there. As I did that, I decided that, you know, I really wanted to explore the art world in general, globally, as well as locally. And I grew an online platform initially. And as I uh, evolved in my own world, you know, I what I quickly found out was just because they love it online doesn't mean they'll hang it on their wall. Sure. <laughs> it's very interesting. So, you know, I, I went through a, a, a pretty strong research process. Uh, when I opened my showroom, the mission was to keep it different, keep it edgy, keep it forward thinking. We try at A Million's Art to, to showcase many different artworks so that it keeps people interested. My goal is actually to show so many different styles of art. I assume people are coming from to you from all over the world. Are you getting a a good balance of local and, you know, national and international artists? We are. I mean, uh, we have a, a ton of art and artists and clients from all of the world and locally. Um, I think for a million's art, it is really important to keep that global touch because it draws in interest from even the local clientele about what is out beyond the borders of Naples. Uh, but to be clear, uh, we really love to keep in touch with the local artists because we're there to support the community. We're there to support the lifestyle. And so oftentimes when people come to Naples, they're looking for that kind of gentle, seascape, you know, relaxing type uh, environment. However, the community is changing. It's getting younger and we're getting more and more uh, northerners coming south or Westerners uh, coming East. Um, and with that change comes this kind of desire for that more forward-thinking, edgy type of art that's out there. 
And I think that that is a perfect uh, encapsulation. You know, you're saying that the edgy kind of innovative, I, I equate you, Marlisa and E-Millions as kind of an innovative agency here, just in general, your work and the pursuit of, of utilizing cryptocurrency for your exchanges and kind of utilizing a barter trade model essentially for, you know, quality original pieces of art. I think that you're on the forefront of that. So to take that uh, new um, risk essentially and see how this new cryptocurrency world and how that integrates with art, we'd, I'd love to discuss that more and kind of learn about your process. I mean, I, you can't see me right now, but I'm smiling because this whole world that we're you know, heading into is so exciting. And I think people are so interested more so than ever in the art world because it, it's heading in this kind of uh, very uh, innovative and very exciting direction with crypto. I've always, at a million, tried to figure out ways to be different because I think it's part of keeping people engaged. And so the whole crypto uh, end came to me uh, about a year and a half ago. And I, like so many other people in my generation, uh, tried to kind of head it off at the path, if you will. Sure. I decided to research the heck out of it and figure out what it could do for a million, what it could do for my clients. What is it all about? And if you really think about cryptocurrency or currency of any kind anyway, you have to realize that we are already in the crypto world, even with our fiat currency. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at our bank accounts and all we see is a, a number sitting in our account. And that's all digital. I mean, uh, we sure. pay online to cable companies and phone companies and maybe we pay our mortgages or maybe we pay our, our car payments all online. And so you never really pick up the dollar. You very rarely write a check anymore. Uh, I mean, those are always available to you, but more and more things happen digitally. And so the new currencies happening around the world are actually, uh, it makes sense because, and I'm going to use Bitcoin as kind of a, an example because it's what people know. Um, but one Bitcoin in America equals one Bitcoin in Japan. Sure. And so you're not having to transfer your money going from your Bank of America account or your Merrill Lynch account or wherever over to Japan to buy something and go through the bank wiring fees and uh, the transaction fees and the conversion rate. You just you transfer wallet to wallet and you're done. And so in the art world, it's becoming a very seamless transaction. It's an exciting way of doing things. You're avoiding all kinds of intermediaries and it's more efficient. And so I decided... At a million, I thought, this is actually brilliant, okay? And it's necessary. And to keep uh, ourselves ahead of uh, the competition, we have to integrate some things that keep people engaged and make it easier for them. Seeing these um, major auction houses like Christie's with the uh, the sale of the, the Beeple piece, that, that Beeple NFT, um, for I think it was over sixty million dollars, maybe sixty nine million dollars. Is that something that you're also in the discovery process for? Do you recognize any value there for e millions? I do. Uh, ironically enough, I'm actually in the process of developing a plan for NFTs. Um, we really are looking for talented artists who are wanting to, you know, further their career both digitally and or physically. 
There's a lot of directions you can go with NFTs. There's everything from a one-off, meaning somebody has taken a picture and they're going to sell that digital copy and only that digital copy and never reproduce it again and sell off all their rights to it to uh, the artist who will allow you to buy it, but you have no rights to reproduce it. And he maintains the rights to reproduce it. Or if it gets sold again, he has the right to have royalties on it. There's just so many different ways you can go. I, today, I had a conversation uh, with a client about what he wants to do with his art. He's a Disney artist and has done uh, original sketches for uh, Harry Potter and uh, Beauty and the Beast and so many other different things. You know, he's got a couple originals uh, that he was allowed to keep he can sell. And just the market space alone and the marketing behind those types of work would send, you know, the NFT world in a million, for a million, uh, you know, I think off the charts, there'd be a lot of attention around it. So you want to do it right the first time. This is almost a catapult for you in terms of providing all these different and unique ways you could structure a deal or, or protect or create art. So I, I think that, you, again, you being on that cutting edge of doing this, I don't know of any other galleries who are, who are looking at this or talking about these types of things. Well, I, in all fairness, I don't either, but that doesn't mean they're not. <laughs> we don't tend to share our future plans, I think, uh, because, you know, you want to be the first. Um, I don't know any other galleries in, in Naples right now that are accepting crypto either. Um, and perhaps you do. I don't know. Do no, you? I don't. I don't know of yeah. any others. Uh, you know, I think that uh, you are on the cutting edge for that, especially on Fifth Avenue. I don't know of any other gallery that's doing something so unique. So I think that um, that alone is uh, some, something that is a, a separator for you, something that will draw traffic to e-millions. I know that. Well, I think also, you know, the people who do venture into the Bitcoin, do venture into the crypto world, um, are going to trust us more because we'll have a solid foundation and a little more history in it. We're headed towards an entirely crypto world. I mean, it is not going to be long, I don't think, before fiat currency is obsolete because it, it's expensive to produce. You've got to use paper and ink and you got to print it. It's much easier for governments to just create the U.S. dollar, digital dollar. Sure. Right? Out of thin air. And so why wouldn't governments all over the world and, and token companies all over the world change their platform to something more crypto-esque? Because it, it just makes sense. Well, Mar Marlisa, this has been a fantastic chance to talk to you, to learn about what you're doing, your innovative approach, we have this cutting edge technology that you're pursuing and, and integrating into your work. And I, we wish you the great success uh, as a, a Fifth Avenue merchant. We're very excited for you. And we hope that this is um, something that turns into something that is uh, really unique and uh, just a great experience for you. Thanks, Bruce. I really appreciate that. And Samantha, thank you. I mean, both of you really have helped, um, a million. For the first show we did, uh, Samantha was down there taking pictures on um, as we set up all those evils. I've and, always been a um, fan. That, thank you. You know, I mean, really just getting the message out has been important. And you guys have played an important role in that. And I thank you for that. Well, we're happy to do it. And I think this will be another opportunity for people to learn about what you have to offer, the great artists that you're showcasing. And then if they want to take to the next level, then you're the lady to speak to. Yep, and we're right above CHOP um, at 837 Fifth Avenue. And our website, familiarsart.com. So, you know, easy to get a hold of us or find us. 
Well, thank you, Marlisa, for joining us today. You've been a wonderful guest. For those who are interested in learning more about eMillions Art, you can find them online and social media directly at eMillionsArt.com. Remember to download, follow, and share, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or most importantly, at FifthAvenueSouth.com.